Grace advocates and celebrates advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Hello and welcome to another episode of Women in Electronics. Women in Electronics is a talent development nonprofit organization set up in the electronic component industry to develop our talent. So today I have a guest with us that I've been wanting on the program for a while now, Minal Sethna from Little Fuse. And with that, I will turn it over to you, Minal, to introduce yourself and your title. Great. Thanks, Jackie. And hello, everybody. Really happy to be here. And, and thanks for the invitation. So as Jackie mentioned, um, I'm with Little Fuse. I'm sure a lot of folks that are listening to this podcast are familiar with Little Fuse, um, 90 plus years old. My role is CFO or Chief Financial Officer of the company. So as a lot of people might say, managing the money. A few more things than that, but that's usually what CFOs are known for. And I've been with the company over five years now and really happy to be part of the company and, and part of really this industry as well. Well, we are honored to have you on the program. And so with that, we'll just get into asking you some questions. So first of all, I thought it was interesting when I first met you because I realized that you were not from our industry. You had come from out of the industry. And what we're finding is it is tends to be more of a complicated channel for somebody who comes from out of the industry. So maybe I'll turn it over to you to comment on that. And how did you find that once you entered the industry? How did you get your wits about you? How did you learn the channel? And maybe what your input for other people coming from other industries would be uh, coming into our channel? Sure. You know, I I would say the um, the the fortune that we have coming out of finance is that a lot of our skills are transferable across industries. So even though I didn't have specific experience in the electronics channel, as an example, um, I did have experience across what I would call general industrial end market, um, healthcare, technology end market. So it's not a complete surprise for me to come into a company like Little Fuse, where we share a lot of the same end markets. And I had had a lot of familiarity. And I would say also the way we do business, you know, we're, we're a designer, a manufacturer, and then seller, either through our distribution partners or directly of products. And those are the types of companies I've come from before. So that helps give me and, and in anybody else coming in a leg up. You know, I would say coming in to the company, though, one of the first things I did was really enlisted the help of of so many Little Fuse colleagues of mine. Uh, they've been great. I mean, still are great to this day when I have questions or want to understand terminology or how something works, uh, what our strategy is around that. And that also helps when we talk to investors and they want to understand uh, what our strategy is and how we think about our uh, the business and the um, the channels that we're working with. But I would also say the other big part for me has been getting to know our channel partners and our customers as well. That's equally as important. And once I develop some familiarity with what and how we go to market at Little Fuse, I've spent some time getting to know our channel partners, attending events like EDS, the all famous EDS, um, have done that, have attended also some of our, of our partner events, and we at Little Fuse also host several events for our channel partners. So I've participated in those. So I would say the combination of that has helped. And then I would say, lastly, there's always a network around CFOs and finance professionals. And so I've gotten myself connected 
with our CFOs of, of some of our partner companies as well. And we enjoy exchanging information and learning from one another also. Well, that's really good input because I think regardless of the position you're in to network with people in your similar positions is really uh, strategic and a very good idea. So, okay, so Mina, let me ask you, you're focused on the bottom line and um, you're also a part of diversity initiatives at Little Few. So can you explain to our listeners, why is it that diversity initiatives would involve you as the CFO and how how do these initiatives impact the bottom line? Sure. I, I think that's the case on multiple fronts that yes, as a CFO, you think a lot about the bottom line. Of course, you're the first person to do that. But at the same time, you're thinking about the strategy of the company. You're thinking about our greatest asset, which are the people of our company. And you think about our customers, which are the most important people that we talk to every day. And you want to make sure that your company mirrors the the places and who you're doing business with. So as a multinational company for Little Fuse, it's important that we think about diversity, whether it's diversity in where we're operating and how does our population mirror that, uh, the diversity in our customer base, and ultimately having diversity in an organization. And for many people, it's different definitions of diversity, but diverse groups overall, they make better decisions. There's you know, a n- number of studies out there that talk about that, but between better decisions, between being more creative, and of course, in the end, that delivers better results. So that does impact the bottom line. And I would say at Little Fuse, it's a conversation that we've been having since I've been here. I would say it's become a more prevalent conversation for us on many fronts. And, you know, we can talk about that more. We're early in our journey, but we've been making good progress along the way. So I think, you know, everybody in the company definitely realizes the importance of diversity. Well, I think it's a really great point. And I think that the modern way of looking at our budgets and looking at people is looking at people as an asset now, like you just said, instead of just a cost um, and really moving beyond that. And, and you also mentioned the customer base. And this is where we see in our industry that we don't, our sales channel doesn't always match our end user customer base. So our end users tend to be more diverse uh, in their makeup. So we're trying to match that. So I'm really interested about this conversation. And before we get into maybe some women's initiatives at Little Fuse, I wanted to ask you first about affinity groups, because this is such a key point that I think that we kind of breeze over sometimes in our industry, because what is the definition? And and what do people think of when they think of, say, affinity groups? And why would an affinity group be essential for a company's bottom line? So what are your thoughts on that? Sure. So we, you know, we started uh, talking about affinity groups a few years ago. And now we, we, the terminology we've been using the company are employee resource groups. And as we think about that, uh, within Little Fuse, we have one employee resource group, and that's our Women's Initiative Network that I'm happy to talk more about. Uh, For us, what we've seen is is it's a mechanism for us to be able to take employees who have a passion about ideas or a particular set of ideas or initiatives that they want to see across the company. Uh, They have a lot of energy around that. And ultimately, for me, and this comes back to the bottom line discussion, ERGs have to be part of the solution of 
how do we help the company advance, whether it's around strategy, whether it's around um, improving and increasing our assets. And I, again, I, I bring in employees in that as being one of our most important assets. And ultimately, what can an ERG do for the bottom line of the company? And so many of the initiatives that we have, and I'll, I'll talk about those, you know, we spent a lot of time early on talking about how do we link them back to business performance? How do we link them back to furthering the business? And I think the other big part for us with an ERG is it gives an, a, a good communication channel to our leadership team as well. How are we thinking about a particular set of topics across the organization? Because, you know, with a leadership team, they may not always hear some of the commentary. And so part of what we've been doing with our Women's Initiative Network is um, we do updates. And when I say we, I'm the executive sponsor of our Women's Initiative Network, but it's not me. It's our it's our team, our leadership team in the Women's Initiative Network that does periodic updates with the leadership team and with our CEO, Dave Heinzman, as well, to say these are the things we're working on, these are the things we're thinking about. And the conversation goes both ways where they ask questions in return and wanting to un better understand and get educated. That is a really interesting discussion. I feel like we could have a whole discussion about that, but I want to regroup on that a little bit because you referred to ERG as your employee resource groups, just so people understand that acronym. And then also you talked about passion. So I'm glad you brought that up because I do believe this is one of the most beneficial parts of having a, an employee resource group or slash affinity group, whatever other companies want to refer to them as but it's so critical to understand that when people find their sense of home, their group they can feel grounded in, they're bringing that diversity to the table. You want people to have be who they are, but bring that to the table, right? And that's how you get the diversity. So I love that you made that point. And I also hadn't been thinking about this, but it's also those resource groups are a way of the leaders hearing from the people at the company. So that's critical. So I really, hats off to Little Fuse for providing that. And I would imagine the employees throughout the organization feel that because they actually have a voice. So that's really good to hear. Um, and you, I'm sure you have many resource groups, but let's just focus since we're women in electronics, we'll focus on your women's um, resource groups, which I hear is called WIN. And with that, I'll turn it over to you to talk about why did you get involved with setting up this group or what's your participation? What is WIN and what are the benefits that you're hoping to see from this group within Little Fuse? Sure. Um, so let me, I'll start with a little bit of the background because the, you know, the story even sometimes that goes around the company is, oh, Mino came to the company and she started the Women's Initiative Network. That's actually not the case. What actually happened was we had a group of women across the organization from some different functions, different parts of the business that actually came to me about four years ago or so and said, hey, we've been, we've worked at other places, we've talked to other friends and colleagues, and a lot of other companies have some sort of women's group, an affinity group, you know, was, was what we talked about at the time. We would like to form one at Little Fuse, and we would love it if you could be our executive sponsor. So that's really where it started. And I would I would pause there for a second, because when people ask us, you know, what are some of the important things to think about when you form employee resource groups? 
I think one of the most important things is it's got to start with a grassroots effort, right? If everything comes top down, then it becomes a little bit of a company or a corporate edict. And you really want to make sure the passion that we talked about, that's going to come from the grassroots effort. At the same time, you know, what we started doing that for a better part of that first year was really talking about, okay, so how do we take all these ideas that a group of women has we expanded the group and I said, why don't we include other women in the organization? Let's get some input from a lot of different women. Let's see who else has the passion to do this. And let's talk about what we want to do. What are some of our goals? And most importantly, how do we align those goals to the business that, you know, the company vision to our business strategy where we can point to benefits as you, as you mentioned to the bottom line and it sounds very simple, and I say this, and, and you say, okay, yeah, that's pretty easy to do. We spent, as I mentioned, the better part of a year really trying to do that, and the organization that we now have, that's really the focus with every new aspect we take on within the Women's Initiative Network. What does it do for our members in terms of development? Because that is part of helping the bottom line, developing our people, our greatest asset, what does it do to educate those around the company? By the way, it's not just for women about women. We are inclusive and it's for everybody in the company. And that's another important aspect that I think um, you have to consider for an ERG. Um, so what do we do around development? What do we do around education? What do we do around our communities? There's a philanthropic element that Wynn decided that they wanted to include as well. So maybe, maybe I could talk about it in the four pillars that we think about it, very similar to, to some of what you talked about with women in electronics. We focus around educate, engage, empower, and elevate. So how do those fit together with, with the company? The educate is really around initiatives that we have around employee development. So we do things like a Little Fuse Connected series that, you know, you might call a lunch and learn where we have different speakers. Many times the speakers are women. Most times it's women in the company to really talk about a particular business topic that we have. Uh, we do day in the life or, you know, a career in, in somebody in the organization. Um, we've also done things like a reading roundtable where an executive in the company, male or female, sponsors a particular book, and we'll talk about that, and we'll bring a group of people in and, and do that. And as an example, I actually just sponsored the recent book, and we talked about unconscious bias, which is a, which is a topic that's come up a lot lately. Um, secondly, we talk about engage, which is how do we engage one another? How do you build a network in the company? And people think, well, why is a network important? Because it helps you get work done in a company, especially when you're a multinational spread across different functions and businesses and geographies, that's important. And as part of that, we started when in our Chicago headquarters office, but have expanded now to chapters around the world, which is one of the things I'm most excited about. So we've, we've had chapter meetings and groups that have gone on in their own direction across China, across Europe, where we've got some great presence there, especially in Germany and Lithuania, in the UK, in Mexico. And our Chicago, I'll call it our, our Chicago formation, has really gone more broadly across North America, which has been nice as well. 
The third part around Empower, we've been working on some mentoring programs. We started some pilots and we're going to be expanding our mentoring programs. But I also mentioned really having the women as part of WIN um, leading initiatives helps develop leadership skills, presentation skills. If you're if you're leading one of the activities that we have. And then lastly, around Elevate, it's been around philanthropic activities, and we do those in concert with the local team. So all of our, many of our big sites around the world will all do philanthropic activities with their communities. And many times now we're linking our win teams in those countries with those community efforts that we're already doing to try and expand those. Wow. So that is absolutely amazing. I I would say your program is light speeds ahead of what we have found in a lot of companies, not to say, you know, anything against anybody, but what it takes is the focus and a little bit of investment, right? Uh, it really requires that. And the leadership to really be not just saying, yay, go do that, but to be invested in it. And so I think that's what you've proven you've done. I think that this program is going to be amazing for Little Fuse. And it's very interesting how your program really is very similar to our Women Electronics program. We we do a lot of the same things. Mino, I think that's why we connect so much. We have a lot of similar thoughts. We think of things a lot the same way in this regard. We both are very focused on the bottom line and we care about elevating people. So I think there's so much I could get into about this group, but I can't say enough for what you have done to really be behind this initiative. And and for other people listening, like Meenal, you had said, it really sounds like a big thing to jump into. However, one of our, our trainers at little um, at, at Women Electronics has said, sometimes you just got to jump. You know, when you when you get into something like this, it's a grassroots effort. You get some people involved and you just jump. And then here you are <laughs> right now talking about this initiative that's helping so many people around the world. But we're wrapping it up in just a few minutes. So I'm I'm so sad because I feel like we have so much more to talk about. But I wanted to just, um, you know, maybe address what you talked about is including everybody. I think that's a very big and critical point of having any kind of group is that you had mentioned in a prior conversation that you and I had about listening sessions. So I wanted to maybe address that and, and how critical that is for maybe the other people that are not uh, the demographic of that group, but that they get to comment too. So maybe we'll just end with you commenting on that. Sure. Uh, so maybe I'll, I'll talk about it in two perspectives. One is, you know, I mentioned early on about WIN being inclusive, meaning this isn't just for women, about women, only women at these events. One of the things that we're most proud of is it, it, you know, men participate in our strategy sessions, men participate in our meetings. We see a lot of men signing up for all the different activities that have evolved over the past four years. And we find many men just as engaged in the topic as we are. And I think for a lot of companies, I think sometimes it's easy to forget that it's important to be inclusive because um, men are going to help with the solution. Men are, are the mentors. Men have many seats at the table. So it's not just about, hey, women meeting in secret doing these things. Um, and, and by the way, it again, it comes back. It helps the bottom line. It helps our people. So that's the most important thing is being inclusive around that. 
So when we talked about uh, your other question on the listening sessions, in Little Fuse today, the only formal ERG that we have right now is the Women's Initiative Network. But with many of the discussions that have been going on and the events that have occurred over the past several months externally, there's been more discussion and interest around what are some other diversity initiatives we should be thinking about at Little Fuse. So we decided to, with other members of our leadership team, other men actually, said we would like to host some listening sessions across the organization and really hear from our employees. Again, really engage with our employees on what's on their mind, what would they like to do, what would they like to see us do as a company. And some of the pieces, if I fast forward to with some of the outcomes from those those listening sessions, there's some actions we're going to start taking, one being uh, within the company, we're going to form a, a diversity and inclusion council. So there's a lot of talk about diversity, inclusion, and belonging. We're going to form a council uh, with people across the company. There's talk about grassroots talk about forming other ERGs. And I think that's where WIN can be a quote-unquote mentor for these others because, you know, we've gone through this journey now for four years. So how do we help bring those forward? And, you know, you mentioned this in the beginning. People want ultimately want to work in a company where they feel like they belong, where they have a voice and belong. And I really do believe that ERGs are a way to give people that voice, but also give them a network of people who have things in common with them or want to talk about things in common and have a sense of belonging. And that's going to help further the company overall. Well, I could not agree more. I commend you for your efforts. When in the last four years where you started, where you are now, what an impact you're having. And to be that model for the other ERGs at Little Fuse is, is pretty amazing. Um, it says a lot. Love the idea of the DNI Council. I think that it will be very successful. So thank you, Minal. Um, our time is up for today, but thank you for uniting that y- uniting uh, spirit of uniting the men and the women through the WIN organization, through the WIN's group, and also just bringing this aclo- across the globe. I really feel like this is going to be very successful. So we will keep in very close contact. <laughs> and I appreciate your time today. I know how busy you are. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Jackie. And, and really, it was a, a great conversation to have and really enjoyed it. So thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.